the second chapter, verse 7. The title of our message today is The Essence of Life. The Essence of Life. The word life means to be renewable and to be revivable. Amen? Now, let me ask you. How many times have God renewed us? And how many times have God revived us? Just to give us a life. Amen? Well, I know everybody knows what I'm talking about. I, I, I believe in my heart that we do. In the book of Genesis, the second chapter, verse 7, God's word states that, and the Lord God, we've talked about the Lord God before being in rulership. He's taken on his place in rulership. He's not creating anymore. He's ruling. So in the book of the second chapter of Genesis, it's just a recap of what God has already done. But now he's not called God anymore because God had rested on the seventh day, right? He's seen here now as Lord God, right? That means now... He's not creating anymore. Now he's in the business of ruling. See, he rested from his creation, not from his ruling over what he had created. You see, in the beginning, God said, not Lord God, God said. Now he's got another name, Lord God. Am I right about it? Is that not the word? Well, it's not there for nothing. It's not there for nothing. There's a reason behind it because now he's ruling over that. It says that, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. There is so much revelation in that alone until it purely can blow your mind. First of all, we know God is in rulership now. Second of all, he formed. The word formed in Hebrew means that he made his bed in a thing called man. Amen? All right. Watch what he did. He set up camp. And not only did he make his bed, what do you do when you make your bed? What do you make it for? And do what? And rest. So that's what he did. On the seventh day, he, he made man on the sixth, stepped into him, and then he did what? He rested. And then he became Lord God over that. Right? That he was resting in. Right? And told him what to do. Now the word of God says that he formed man. Now, now I looked up this word man. It means Adam, which is man of the earth. But it also means something else. It means hypocrite. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Don't get mad. Don't get mad that we're all hypocrites. Don't get mad. Every one of us in here is a hypocrite. And the church needs to know this. That we're all hypocrites. Because God already knew when he created us that man was going to be, somebody say, a hypocrite. 
But God did what he did anyway. He made it and he rested in him against the advice of the angels. He still made man. The angels didn't want him to make who, 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 They wanted to know what is man to die mindful of him? Wait a minute. Do you know? He's a hypocrite. He's not going to do right. But God said, watch me. So God formed man, the hypocrite, out of the dust, which is the rubbish of the ground. See, can't nothing else grow in dust. Ain't no ingredients in dust. I've taught some of y'all this before. You ever tried to try to grow something in dust and see if anything can grow in it? Because God didn't want nothing, and that's what man was made out of, the dust. You know, that's that little stuff on top of the ground. See, see, you got to get into the earth to get the ingredients out of the, the ground. You can't get the ingredients out of the ground out of dust because dust ain't nothing but dust. So God didn't want nothing else to be. Nothing else to be in man except himself. He didn't want no other ingredients in him. So God formed him out of the dust of the ground. And when I looked up that word hypocrite, and I saw what it meant, it means that he's a stage player. That means that he plays many, many, many theatrical movies in his life. He's a stage player. He might be this way this time. He might be that way. Then he get this way. Then he get that. That's a stage. That's a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. And that's what we are, if we're honest. Now, religious folk, they, they, they tell you, I ain't no hypocrite. Yes, you, you're the worst. And, 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 bad, and the problem is that you don't even understand that you're the worst. Because you think you are right because you got religion. But religion is not going to get you in. It's going to take the blood of Jesus Christ and you're accepting it. See, it ain't about religion. It's about Christ. So, in Psalms 39.5, it reads something. You don't have to go there. but It reads something like this. It says, a man in his best state is altogether vanity. Sound like a hypocrite to me. So, you know, when I discovered that it was all right for me not to be perfect, that's when I really got all right with life. Because that's when I quit caring about what other people thought about me. Because I could give a care less about what somebody think about me. Because let me tell you something. The same way that they think about me, I can think about them. Amen. But I choose not to. I choose to go on about my business. Because you see, when you judge a person on that aspect, you're simply judging yourself. That's simply what you're doing. So a man in his best state is altogether vanity, so it doesn't make any difference what state I'm in, whether I'm thinking I'm at the top of the, 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 the line. I had a fellow tell me yesterday he, passed, he made all A's on passing his test in life. And his daughter spoke up and said, uh, Daddy, you need to stop bragging. He said, I ain't bragging. I said, well, I, and then I came back and I retortably said, I said, well, I made some D's, some C's, some F's, 
I made a couple of A's here and there, but not a lot of them. You see. See, I don't want to get. The Bible says a man think more highly than himself than he ought to. He deceives his own self. Man not ought to think more highly of himself than he ought to. In other words, you need to know your limitations. You need to know your limitations. Because just because it's there for you don't mean that you need to have it. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. All things, Paul said, are expedient and lawful for me, but all things aren't self-edifying for the people that I'm trying to bring up. All things are lawful and expedient for me, you know. In other words, I'm not bound by the law. Grace has me, and because grace has me, grace wants me to do what's right in the sight of grace. It doesn't give me the permission to do as I want to. Like some people frustrate the grace of God. Grace don't give us that permission. But grace calls us to a higher standard in living. But at the same time, God shows his mercy to us through his grace. Because he knows that we are, say it, hypocrites. He knows that. But he still loves us. So it made it easy for my life when I saw that a man in his best state is altogether vanity. So it doesn't matter what I think or how good I think I am, whether I think I made all A's or whatever, it's still vanity in my best state. <laughs> I'm still filthy rags in my best state. So that ought to take a whole lot of pressure off people from trying to be all about this and all about that. Hey, man, that's nothing. It's all about your relationship with Jesus Christ and God our Father. Amen? So he says here in the Genesis 2, verse 7, he said now, I'm going to take this hypocrite and I'm going to make him out of the dust of the ground. And not only am I going to do that, mm -hmm. but I'm going to do something else. I'm going to breathe into his nostrils. That word breathe there means I'm going to release life into him. Okay? A.K.A. I'm going to release myself into him because in him was what? Life. He is the life. And that life was the light of me. So God breathed or released life into the nostrils. That word nostril means the face of man. You see, see God took and he breathed himself. He breathed life into the face of man. And guess what man did? Man lit up. That's why I say in him was life. And that life was the light of man. Man's face lit up when God breathed or released life into him. Amen? So, so, so I, I, I start seeing what God is saying here about the essence of life being 
renewable and being revivable. And, and, and God said, now look here. He said, now, I want you to understand that I gave you the breath of life. And we've got a respirator, one that will not only renew us, but also that will revive us again. It's called breathing. It's an apparatus. It's a respiratory system. As we breathe in and we revive ourselves, we renew ourselves, we renew that life that God has given us. That's why breathing is so important because, see, it's a receptacle. It's a respiratory system. And without it, we lose life, right? Try it sometime if you don't believe it. <laughs> Just try it. You'll see what happens. Try to hold your breath. I guarantee you survival will kick in and make you breathe, or at least attempt to breathe, even when you're dying. That's survival. So God did this for us, and then I say, okay, Lord, I I see what's going on here, but I still want to see a little bit more about the essence of life. So he said, okay, I'm going to take you through the process of a diamond because you know that we hold these treasures in earthen vessels, right? Y'all don't know that y'all got a treasure inside you? Don't you know that? Now, but there's a process that, that we have to go through. So I said, okay. What's the process of a diamond? A diamond has three aspects to it. Heat within the earth. Got to have heat within. Aren't these earthen vessels? It's the treasures in it. If we're going to find the treasure, if the treasure is going to be formed in us, we're going to have to take some heat, aren't we? Go to 1 Peter, or is it 2 Peter? Go to 1 Peter 4.12. 1 Peter 4.12. The word of God says that thinking not strange when you're faced with all these fiery trials. There's something strange is happening to you. Sound like heat to me, fiery trials. Anybody been in, through any fiery trials lately? Huh? Some folk in fiery trials right now, right? With your finances, with your health, with your loved ones. Yeah, 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 let's be real. Everything up in here ain't okie-dokie. You can sit up here and act like it is, but let me tell you, I know better. I know better. So all of us right now are in the heat of battle. But that's the first process of making that treasure come out of you. If you want to see the diamond in you, you got to go through some heat. Some heat got to be put on you. In other words, we got to go through some stuff. Now watch Revelation. Where is it? Revelation 3.12. I counsel thee to buy gold of me that's been tried where in the fire. Revelation 3.18. I counsel thee to buy gold of me that's been tried. Gold is a treasure, right? How is gold made? Through the fire. All treasures come, all treasures that we get out of the earth come by way of fire. Them diamonds, that gold, them rubies, them set, all come by way of fire. 
And guess what? Fire brings pressure, don't it? Mm-hmm. So the first aspect of uh, the essence of life is God got to heat it up from within. In other words, we got to go through some stuff. Would you agree with that? So Peter saying, now, don't, no, don't get all toe up thinking that it's all strong. You know, you hear Christians all the time, I just don't know why God allowed the enemy to do this to me or the devil is doing this to me. Sometimes it's God doing it to bring the best out of you. You see what I'm saying? So if we, so, so, so Peter said, now look, don't think it's strange that you're going through this. I, I know that you, we don't like going through it, but don't think that you're the only one. There are others. If they're breathing, they're going through something. Even little children. Yeah, they're going through the trials and fire too. Life doesn't exempt them. Then the next thing is, is that the temperature has to drop. Now, I like this. Go to uh, Galatians 6 2. I like that. Galatians 6 2. Don't it say that we are to help one another in our burdens? That's how the fire is cooled down. See, that's why the Bible says don't forsake to assemble yourselves together. Because when you're going through hell, listen to me now. See, people can help share your burdens because that's what we're here for, to look out for each other, right? And don't that cool down the fire, the hell that you, hell mean fire, huh? Don't that cool it down when you know somebody is there for you? Don't play with me. And don't play with God. He say, y'all help one another. We supposed to help one another with our burdens, right? Sound like that means the temperature cools down. See, it's been hot, but that's to bring the best out of you, see? That's to create that treasure. Now, it cools down. So now, okay, that treasure that's in you, it was molten, now it's solidifying itself in your life, okay? Solidification. It's becoming solid in you. You're beginning to be able to recognize who you are and what you are because one of the worst situations of Christians today, that's why, see, see the Roman, let me, okay, I taught you all before, I'm going to tell you again. Jesus called us disciples. He did not call us Christians. The Roman government called us Christians first at Antioch. It wasn't God that did it. We are disciples. And this, that's what Jesus called us. Now, who, who report you going to believe? Jesus said we are his disciples. He didn't say nothing about we are his Christians. That's that Roman government that did that. And check this out. The same, ain't it the Roman government that killed Jesus? Now, what's the strongest faith in this world that's trying to teach the Roman Catholic Church? The same Romans who killed Jesus took over and falsified it and got people following it. 
all the way down to the Baptist church. You see them wearing these robes and stuff. That's all Catholicism. They're idiots. Unlearned, backwood preachers, hoopers and hollers that ain't got no education, ain't got no knowledge from God. You got it from your cemetery that you went to. Some call it seminar. Yeah. Yeah, I got your number. You think it's preaching, somebody get up here and roll on the floor and slob all over, but you ain't said nothing to teach God's people. Yeah, I'm at you. I'm looking dead at you. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Gonna lay it in there right. So we are disciples of Jesus Christ. The word disciple means we disciplined and we are learned of God. See, that takes it to a greater responsibility. That's what we were talking about this morning, Brother Norris. It's time for us to get to walking this thing correctly and stop being tossed to and fro by every slate and wind of doctrine from the craftiness of men, the Bible talks about. One day we're in, the next minute we're out. We're here one week, you don't see them again for five. Where you been? Oh, I've been going through. Well, you better been through. While you're going through, you should have been through here. Where somebody could share your burdens. Yeah, one truth fit all. Ain't no big size, little size. It's just one, one size fit all. If I didn't have children in here, y'all know I'd just say it like it is. Because I'm built that way. And if you get offended, then you ain't ready for me. And if you ain't ready for me, you ain't ready for the truth, because that's all I preach. That's all I preach. I don't preach nothing else. I don't preach no watered-down gospel so that you'll be happy. If it takes you getting mad at me to get you into heaven, then you can stay mad at me. Amen? All right. Now we're on the same page, by God, as my granddad would say. Ah, so this temperature fall. Then comes what we call an eruption. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Brenda talked last week about that new creature. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Second Corinthians five seventeen. All things have become new. See, once that, once you go through the process of heat, and then the process of of the cool down, the solidification, through knowing that there's other people that's going through and that are with you because we are family and connected, not only with each other but with God, then the next thing is that eruptions take place. You know, things take place in your life unexpectedly. Sickness, death, all kind of things. I visited Anderson yesterday, a sick person down there, and I went by to check on this lady named Geneva out of Anderson that, 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 that I hadn't seen in about 13, 14, 15 years that when I was in my mess, she used to feed me. Good lady. And I went by in the house, nice house, was all screwed up. You know, some say that you, it's all vanity because you don't know who you're going to leave this stuff to. You don't know whether you're going to leave it to a fool or not. It's all, and somebody came out the door. Finally, I was backing out. 
I said, Geneva still stay here? And he said, Geneva passed. And that just bust me wide open. I mean, it just whoop. How long ago? About six years ago. You know? And I've been meaning to get there all that time, but just never did. But uh, should have. You know? But ain't nothing you can do about what you should have done. You, you really should have did it. You know? So, yeah, it, 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 it kind of it kind of wetted me a little bit, you know, sent me through a change or two, but I dealt with it. Life goes on. So this eruption, when it comes up, it spews up that which is inside of you. And if you're that new creature, that treasure is going to show, right? But if you're not, guess what? You'll act a fool. Now, I'll act a fool sometimes, just on GP. Sometimes I get out of the bed and I be mad. Don't even know why I'm mad. Oh, I'm the only one to do that. You do that, Miss Kentucky? I know you do. <laughs> I know you do, girl. You know, but I'm serious. I get up out of bed sometime and, I, and then I check myself and repent. Man, you need to quit that. But that's that hypocrite and that's that shortcoming that we just have to acknowledge and then move on from, right? So when the eruption takes place, after the cool down, after the heat, the eruption, things happen in our life to see where we are. And here comes the beauty, the new man, the gold, the diamond, you know, that's been hidden down in there, waiting on an eruption, you know, to take place, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have it. If you haven't had it, you will have it. But everybody done had it, and they're going to have it again. There's going to be some more eruptions. Because each eruption throws up a, another jewel. Hopefully. Hopefully. Mm -hmm. Now, the jewel is in there. But whether we allow the eruption to spew it out is another thing. So now comes the process of the illumination which is known as the circumcision. It's the same process. Us being illuminated, that new creature, that treasure coming forth, is the same process that the diamond goes through. The heat comes. Let's look at 2 Peter 1.19. It talks about a day star there, which is Jesus Christ. He said, now, we have a more sure word of prophecy, right? And you do well to do what? Take heed. What does take heed mean? To listen to closely, right? That's another thing. Sometimes we don't listen close enough. So we forget. And that's why we need to have the family so that we can be reminded. Because what Satan loves to do in any war is cut off communication. In any war you fight, whether a physical war or whatever, you know, the first line of defense, cut the communication. Isolate them where they can't, where they got to think in the darkness. Uh-huh. And I've told y'all more than one time that if all you got is your own voice to counsel you and a voice like yours, or worse than yours, you in trouble. You 
sleeping with the enemy. That's right. Ain't got nothing to do with who beside you. It's all about who, what you got in here. What, what you housing in here. Huh? What you housing up in there? You got to check that. Because you might be sleeping with the enemy. You know what I mean? You might be doing the Samson thing and Delilah rocked him right on the sleep. Got his eyes put out. Got him killed. And his mom and dad was trying to tell him, son, we can get you a good girl. But he didn't like good girls. Well, he didn't. He liked them others. Good girl, too clean. No, I want that dirty thing over there. That ain't nothing but the dog in me. That's what, you know, that's that dog, D-O-G. I know y'all women love that. <laughs> nothing but the dog in me. You know, because the dog, he'll go at Every time. Every time. I'm just being real up here, you know. He said, now you, you, you got a more sure word of prophecy here. And you do well to take heed of what's being said. For as the light shines where? In darkness. John 1, 5 say the light shine in darkness. But the darkness comprehended it not. Amen. It ain't that the light ain't shining is that the darkness can't comprehend the light. The darkness thinks the light is telling it a lie. That's why the world is upside down. Because it's hard for the world that's built on lies to accept when we bring truth into it. It's hard for a world that's in darkness to accept the light of Jesus Christ that has come into the earth. It's hard. It's hard for us, hypocrite, to accept the light that God has saved our souls and want us to live a better life. It's hard for the darkness in us to accept that. It's difficult. But he's saying now, you do well to take heed as the light shine in darkness until the Christ or the day star rises up. Talking about that treasure. Talking about that treasure. See, see, by taking heed, we allow the darkness in us to comprehend the light. Amen? Amen. By taking heed, I said. Now, all of us need lessons in taking heed. Let's be honest. Hmm? See, circumcision, if you do it right, it don't hurt that bad, do it. But it's still cutting you. But it's just the doctor, surgery. You, you know what I'm saying? You got to put the painkiller on it. And you don't need to cut what don't need to be cut off. You know? And it's the same thing with the diamond, okay? Let's, let's, let, let's deal with the diamond. Now, the illumination. All right. John 1 5. Now, now watch this. There's a thing called circumcision. Circumcision is the, is the cutting away of the worldly stuff. They call it the flesh. How many of y'all know this is, this is not what they're talking about when they talk about the flesh? What the Bible is talking about when they talk about the flesh, did y'all know the flesh is a spirit? That's what the flesh is. Just like God's spirit, there's a flesh spirit too that houses itself in us that wants us to do the things 
of the world. Why? Because we came from the dust of the ground. And everything we like, I told you this before, comes from the ground. Even us. Right? Even the money that the trees that come from the tree come out of the ground. The gold, the cars, the stuff that make the houses, everything they make the be, it comes somewhere out of the earth. So no wonder we love the things of the earth. And it's a battle, right? So circumcision is the same as a diamond cutter. You got that raw diamond and you got that raw spirit. And that thing has to go through the changes and then it has to be placed into the hands of the circumciser, in this case is God, God's word, however you want to put it. And in the case of the diamond cutter, in the, of the diamond, it's the diamond cutter. Now what that diamond cutter does, he knows how to circumcise that diamond to bring forth the light. Right? Just like the word knows how to circumcise us and bring forth his light. You see the correlation? Okay. Not going to be with you much longer. So Malachi 4.12 talks about, and you don't have to, about the son of righteousness. Malachi is the Old Testament. Talks about the son of righteousness. That word S-U-N of righteousness. That word S-U-N there just represents the light that comes and shines from the east. It comes up from the east. The sun rises up from the east, and the east means, in the Bible, it means from within, okay? So God wants to protect us by bringing us up as calves in a stall. In other words, he wants to bring us under a covering and protect us. That's what he wants to do. So, and, and, and the calves of the stall also means he wants to give us the fat in him. In other words, God wants to give us the best that he has for us. He really does. But we have to allow it. Now, I want to talk to you about, I want you to go to uh, Luke. This is the final place we're going. Luke. We're going to start at the third verse and go to the 13th verse. Luke chapter 4. I want to show you something. Over there? All right, watch this. Now, he says here in verse 3, Luke 4, verse 3, it said, And the devil said unto him, mm -hmm. Watch that word here. If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Right? Okay, watch what the devil does. Two things the devil do. First of all, he tries to bring and cast doubt into your life about who you are. What was the thing he said there? If you who you say you're supposed to be. If. You see what he did? He's trying to cast doubt in Jesus. So he said, if you're the son of God, then he hits you with what he likes, with what he know you like. Ah, right, come on, y'all. Man been out there 40 days and 40 nights. You think he hungry? <laughs> <laughs> He always going to hit you at your weakest spot. Right? So first he say, now, nah, I'm going to cast doubt on you. If 
if you say you who you are, see, he put a challenge on him. Then you know you're hungry. He's talking to him. You know you're hungry. You've been out here 40 days and 40 nights. Now you know you're hungry. And you got the power to turn this stone into bread. So why don't you just do it neat if you be the son of God? You hear that sucker be talking to us? And what do we do? Well, I'll show you. I'm going to eat. Show you who I am. No, but Jesus didn't say that. But why would Jesus do Jesus said, it is written. And it is. And I think Deuteronomy 8, 3. He said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but out of every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Okay. Well, let me show you where Jesus made his mistake. When Jesus said it is written. I'm going to show you. I'm going to prove it to you in the Bible. Prove it to you. I'm going to tell you, that's where we make our mistake. You ever heard anybody always talking about what's written? You know it's written in the Bible. Well, Jesus said, it is written. Yeah, well, now I'm going to show you something. It's in the book. I always show y'all. Don't always show you in the book. See, Jesus go through the same thing we went through, the Bible said. He tried in every way, too. Jesus said, look, it's written. Devil said, okay. So he goes back. He takes Jesus up on a high mountain. See, it was the high mountain. Was the high mountain next or the pinnacle? Let me see which one it was. Let me make sure. He took him up to a high place, didn't he? Yeah, into a high mountain. See, yeah. Took him up high. That word there represents he made him prideful. See, took him up high. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. He took him up on a high place. And what did he say? Look here. Showed him all the kingdom of the world. He said, look, I'll give all this to you because it's been handed over to me because it has been handed over to him because Adam handed it over to him. He said, now, how, how can y'all this if you just bow down to me? Jesus said again. What did he say? It is written. You see it? He come with it, it's written again, right? That ain't moved the devil. It ain't going to move him off Jesus, and it ain't going to move him off you either. Watch this. Watch what the devil do. See, now the devil, he likes to mimic us. Now watch what old Satan does. Watch what that fool does. He done seen Jesus keep hollering about, it is written, it is written. And we've heard folk done it, we've probably done it ourselves. Watch the old devil. Watch what this old crazy devil. Now, he's a fool now. Watch what he do, because he's stupid. <laughs> old devil, old devil said to him, if you just bow down and if you just wash, worship me, and Jesus answered and said unto him, get thee hence behind me, Satan, for it is what? See him? He's still talking that. It is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And watch what the devil did. The devil brought him to Jerusalem and set him up on a high pinnacle of the temple. And he said to him, now here he coming. He's testing his identity again because he know if Jesus jump off that thing that he, he going to kill himself. He said, now, if you sin, ain't that what he said? If thou be what? The son of God. Uh-huh. If you who you say you are, jump off this building. And then watch what Satan had the audacity to do. For it is what? <laughs> he, <laughs> you, see, <laughs> you see what 
that sucker doing with Jesus? See, he done played Jesus. He played him. Jesus said, it's written, it is written. Oh, devil, come back. It is written. And he do us the same way. But then Jesus got slick. Because he, he, he kicked in what this sucker was doing. See, after a while, it ought to kick in what the devil is doing to us. Amen? Now watch Jesus. Watch what Jesus does now. Because now he done seen, he saw something when that sucker said, it is written. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing now. Now watch what Jesus do to this fool. This is in the book. Watch now. He said now, in verse, in verse 11, he said, with verse 10, old devil said, for it is written, he should give his angels charge over thee and keep thee. And in their hand they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against the stone. See, now that's in the book of, 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 of Psalms. So he's quote the demon devil can quote scriptures too. You know, he can tell you what's written too. But he ain't got no power to do what Jesus is about to do. But we got that power. Watch what Jesus does. Oh boy, I like this. In verse 12, you better look at this real close. And Jesus answering said unto him, It is what? Spoken word. Not written. Didn't nothing happen to God said. God didn't say, It is written there shall be light. God said, Let there be light. Jesus didn't say what was written no more. He spoke it. It is said. By who? By my Father. That's by who? That thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when he spoke the word and left out that cat and mouse game of it is written. The devil don't care nothing about you hollering about it is written. Because he's going to come back and he's going to tell you. But it is written. You ever heard a devil come back at you when you try to tell them the truth about what's written in the Bible and they'll say, well, this is written? They don't care nothing about that. Oh, but when you stand up and you say, now, it is said. It is spoken. That's when things happen. And God said, let us make man. And Jesus said, Lazarus, Come forth. And Lazarus came forth. If he hadn't called Lazarus by his name, every grave would open. Every one of them. But he had to be specific. He had to call him by name. He didn't say nothing about it. He written. He used to say, Lazarus, come forth. That's spoken. That's spoken. See, we got to get to the point where we got to get beyond what's written and start speaking this thing. Because don't nothing happen until you start speaking it. And when you speak it, you better be speaking it right. Because you will call up a devil that you can't handle. So you better know your limitations with this thing. Because a lot of times, we, we, we get a little bigger than we ought to be. And start playing with things that we don't need to be playing with. Demons flying all over the place, all over you laying hands on everything in the Bible. Say, don't lay hands suddenly on no man and be partakers of their sin. That's the word of God. 
and, and, and then them demons flying. And we already know when you cast a demon out that he, he goes in every places all over the place seeking a house. And if you can't find one, in these days and time, it's easy to find one. So you got all them demons flying around in the church going in and out of people. And you wonder why the church crazy. If you in a church like that, you better get the hell up out of there because them folk don't know what they're doing. They're going to kill you. The Bible say, don't you lay your hands suddenly on, and they rolling all on the floor and fuming at the mouth. Don't nothing do that but a devil. You ain't never seen a child of God. Why? Come on, man. We need to be educated with this thing. You look in the Bible, the only thing that threw itself on the ground and on the floor was a devil. Read the book. God's spirit ain't going to make you hurt yourself because somebody got to hold you up, keep you from hitting your head on that. It ain't going to happen. And you talk about we was in the spirit, slain the spirit. God is not a killer of the spirit. God is a giver of life. Got you slain. Do you know what slain mean? It means you dead. You slain in the spirit. You better open your eyes and see what's going on around you for somebody knock your head plumb off your body. That's why you slain in the spirit. And a submachine gun come through there and blow up everything. That's why you slain. And then you'll really be slain. Like them folk down yonder in Columbia. Why they praying? If they'd have kept their eyes open watching, he'd say, watch and pray, I keep telling you. He didn't say, close your eyes and pray. He said, watch and pray. Oh, we've been taught wrong. We've been taught wrong. I'm telling you what God's word says. Do I need to show it to anybody? Who need it showed to them? Jesus Christ said, watch and pray. Religion untold us, make us feel bad if we don't close our eyes like them folk down there at that water. You get your head chopped up, you send them food back home. Because they're not watching. They can't go to war. Because they got their eyes closed. You can't fight no battle with your eyes closed. Come on, Jerry. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Y'all see what, 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 what Jesus did? He said, now, nah, it is said. He, he cut the it is written because he saw the game that Satan was playing. So he come back, and what does he say? He said, amen. All you got to do is go back to the book in the beginning, and God said. So don't, we ain't telling folks what, what's written no more. We just speaking what it is. Amen. We calling those things out that aren't as though they were, as Romans 4, 17. Is that where it is? Where is it? It's there in Romans somewhere. We call those things out that aren't as though they are. That's somewhere in Romans. And that's what we're doing. We're calling, we're calling out the deep is calling up the deep. And the water spout is flooding out everything. Amen? Give God some praise in the house. Give him praise. Come on up, Brenda. in the power of the tongue. 
So if we speak negativity, what we're going to get? Negativity, right? If you speak positive things, you're going to get positive things. And, and I don't know about y'all, but see, when I talk back to the devil, they'll be trying to talk. He'll come around around another way, and he'll be saying something, right? He just rephrase it. Amen. But when you know what the word says and declare it and speak it, he's got to go. He's got to go. doesn't mean he's going to show back up again, but that's why we have to keep speaking the word of God. Amen. We are thankful and we're grateful. Anybody learn anything today? Praise God. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 We never want to come into the, to, to the house of worship and not take back something that we did not know from before. And, and that's why we always say open the book, look the word, you'll see it there, and that way you can't be fooled. Amen. Because it's time out to let somebody throw some stuff out and, and they never show you the book or they never open the book, you know, and, and let you see what's there. We're thankful and we're grateful. I want to share this as I was uh, having to post back there. Uh, it's about almost a little over 800 people have been viewing the sermon this morning while you all have been viewing, listening. They have been listening as well. And uh, mostly we have a thing there uh, on Facebook that can tell you the audience uh, and can tell you what state mostly is listening. The top one right now is uh, New Jersey. Then it has New York. And we also have Quebec uh, there as well. But there are other states that's listed. Uh, the top listening audience, and I don't know if this has to do with men folk or what, I, I don't know, but it's women from, from ages 45 to 55, amen. So we just thank and praise God for that, amen. Because I think last week for, for me, it was the men that was listening. So, but as long as they get the word, that's all that matters, right? That's all that matters. So, and I think uh, uh, the reachability so far is like 3,000, going into 4,000 where it's being able to reach. Uh, last week it was right at eight over 8,000, but we're thankful and grateful for the avenue of social media that was allowing us to get that word out to uh, other people. Amen.